welcome to Social Anxiety Life, the podcast, where we explore the intricacies of navigating life with social anxiety. Today, we're delving into a topic that resonates with many of our listeners, the profound connection between social anxiety and sleep. Before we delve into the topic, we'd like to give a big shout out to Michael, who emailed us about the small talk episode and how much they resonated with him. It was really nice to read that. So thank you very much for sending that in. So today we're thinking about sleep and obviously sleep is a fundamental requirement for our overall well-being, our physical and our mental health. But today we're going to look at how social anxiety can affect our sleep. So to provide some context for how social anxiety affects sleep, we conducted a number of polls across social media and they came up with some really fascinating statistics. So on Instagram, 88% of our respondents claimed that social anxiety impacts their sleep. On Facebook, 83% shared that sentiment, whilst within our dedicated social anxiety Facebook group, 57% felt the impact and 43% didn't. It's important for us to think about the fact that these percentages are a window into the lives of the individuals grappling with the intricate relationship between social anxiety and sleep. Let's dive into these interpretations. Super. So we have uh, some listener feedback and experiences that have been shared on social media. So Alison on Instagram pointed out how social anxiety leads to overthinking scenarios and that affects sleep quality. She says, sleep is affected by social anxiety because you worry about events that have happened or are about to happen. You play scenarios over in your head and this affects your sleep. Also, social anxiety dreams are a big thing too. I think for me, Alison's description resonates with many who experience that constant replay of the social interactions in their mind. And it's as if the social anxiety is extending into um, dreams. But I think for me, that phrase, social anxiety dreams, I haven't really heard of that. No, that was a a bit of a new one for me, actually. I don't know. For me, then, are you your thoughts, you're constantly thinking about something that is going to happen or may have happened? Do you mean, do you have any personal experience of that? Yeah, I've definitely had dreams where things have not gone very well. So there's maybe a situation in real life that's coming up and I will have a dream about it and maybe things don't quite go well or things sort of fall apart a little bit. And I suppose I never thought of that necessarily as linking to my social anxiety, but it actually makes a lot of sense. It's that overthinking of a situation in real life and it's sort of feeding into your your dreams and your subconscious. I mean, I've had recently, I say within the past sort of three months or so, I, had a, I can remember this night vividly where I had a social event linked to work coming up the next day and I just could not get off to sleep because of the overthinking thoughts. And I tried all the things that I have worked in the past, but they just didn't work. So I can really resonate with, you know, the constant overthinking. You're thinking about the event. You're thinking about 
how that other person perceives you and it was really tricky that night yeah um i know that things connected with our solutions and issues or things that you could try we're going to discuss in our next um, episode i think the inability to switch off from these particular thoughts it creates a very a very busy and chaotic mental environment for the individual and it makes it really challenging to find that restorative sleep so you're waking up after minimal sleep and it could put you in a really foul mood the next day Mm -hmm. and it's a really difficult one to get to grips with yeah it's almost a bit of a a vicious cycle at times i think because if you're not sleeping well then you're tired and you're worried about things and then when you're tired you worry about things more and it's sort of you know that sort of constantly going round in circles i think linked to that Another one of our listeners on Instagram, Nafisa, uh, messaged in to say that you might struggle to sleep as your mind kind of goes into overdrive, thinking about something that might be approaching. For example, if you've been off work and you're heading back after a break, it might affect the sleep because you're worried about what's coming. Yeah. Oh, I've definitely got experience of that. I feel like growing up, if I ever had an exam, or anything important i would never sleep properly the night before that uh, comment about heading back after a half term i can very much relate to that i think if there's ever those sort of anxiety inducing things coming up i definitely notice it affects my ability to sleep the night before moving on to our next contributor who prefers to remain anonymous they say that overthinking about different scenarios that you can't control rehearsing what you might say what might happen in your mind so you're prepared or not this one resonates really well with me because it highlights the mental rehearsal that you're going through with your social anxiety you're constantly thinking about things and it's almost that thinking is your, your, that's your sort of first strategy to try and cope with what's about to happen. But on the flip side, ironically, it becomes the barrier to getting sleep. Yeah, you're sort of trying to think through all the different scenarios as a way to prepare yourself. But as you said, then you overthink to the point where it affects your sleep. And just to give an insight that The example that I talked about before about my sleep, it got to the morning and I still did the event and the actual event went fine. The actual event went fine. I presented myself really well. And I was told afterwards that that was the case as well. But the stuff that went on before it happened was, it's difficult. It's really difficult to explain and to put into words because you know, getting the train there, you're overthinking. And it was so bad on that day that I got off the train, I had to go to the waiting room. Yeah, I couldn't exit the station and I couldn't go to the meeting place because I just couldn't feel as I felt so I just couldn't collect my thoughts together. I couldn't get myself in that right place in order to do what I needed. Yeah, needed to do and all my strategies that you know, I think I think would have worked, didn't work. 
Yeah. And that's where the confusion was lying. Mm -hmm. And I remember speaking to my counsellor about it and she was very good. She listened and she inflected back really good advice. And it went it went well, but it doesn't stop it happening. It doesn't stop the overthinking, the you know, the physical symptoms that we've discussed um, discussed before. Has it ever got that bad with yeah. you? Oh, definitely. I've had points where my anxiety's got to such a level that I've suffered with panic attacks. Um, and definitely the overthinking aspect, you know, I can very much relate that to sleep, actually, because if I know a big event is coming up that is producing a lot of feelings of social anxiety, then, yeah, I think at night time when everything's kind of quiet, that's when you do start thinking about that scenario. And I definitely do that thing of imagining lots of different outcomes of it and the different things that could happen. And then at times that has really affected my sleep. Another listener through our exclusive Facebook group made a very interesting contribution. They said that the social anxiety doesn't actually affect their sleep, but there's other things that affect their sleep, uh, which links to pain and particular, maybe particular conditions that they have. And on a severe pain day, she gets more withdrawn and introverted. Now, I know that episode 11, we talked about the differences between introversion, autism and having social anxiety. But I find it interesting that this listener makes direct correlation between the sleep not being affected by social anxiety, but being affected by pain instead. And it just shows for me that there's other things that affect sleep than social anxiety. There may be people with combinations of issues, whether they be physical symptoms, mental symptoms, or combination of the two. And as you said at the start, sleep's, sleep's essential. We need sleep yeah. to repair to rest to recharge and everything so i find it interesting that this person does have social anxiety but it's not the driving factor for them not getting sufficient sleep so i don't know whether you know maybe there's an element of the social anxiety the next day exacerbating the issue and that's because you haven't done enough sleep yeah absolutely um there was another contribution we had as well and there was one particular part of it that really jumped out to me which was from Carla and she said my brain loves to shame me by replaying all the cringiest things I've said in the past Mm. and how that links to her lack of sleep and social anxiety because if she's nervous about something coming up then she sort of overthinks it but that for me was something I really resonated with that thing of sort of your brain is almost Mm -hmm. like your enemy sometimes in that it just thinks about the worst possible outcomes and and thinks about things you've maybe said in the past where you've sounded a bit silly and you just imagine it happening again you know you know we People with social anxiety are so self-critical of themselves 
yeah it's it gets to a point where it's a constant cycle as you say you know i just remember you know even this morning i got coffee this morning and you know i got my coffee i paid for it the person was still trying to maintain eye contact with me so i thought they might have wanted to say something else but they they weren't yeah i felt really silly afterwards yeah. because i thought should i have said something well actually no and you just yeah. you just move on but you know that trying to find calm before mm -hmm. bedtime yeah. is is hard because we've said before in the in the job that we do it's sometimes very difficult to park your thoughts yeah. about your job and get the sleep mm -hmm. we've said before things like you know journaling which we've done a previous podcast on yes some people do that and i know that that we'll talk about more in the uh next episode yes. another person from our private facebook group said that social anxiety affects their sleep especially concerning dates related to social events like parties or meetings oh i think we can probably both yeah yeah so <laughs> very <that>, much relate <laughs> you know the and the anticipation of social gatherings if you've chosen to go to them yes really heightens your anxiety which in turn influences the seat the sleep cycles before those significant social occasions and we've talked before about sometimes you need to say no yeah it's okay to say no yeah. but we don't feel like it's okay to say no the best example I've seen is, and I know the person that I'm going to talk about will know I'm talking about that yeah. person. The person, there's a person that will say, what can I do to help? And that something like that makes it easier. Yeah. It shows empathy, it shows understanding. But you know, sometimes with social situations such as a wedding, a party, sometimes it's fine as you say to say no yeah and you know i just don't want to i don't feel like it yeah and you almost need to put that thought of coming across as rude to one side because you're looking after yourself yeah absolutely sometimes you just need to say i'm not in the place to do it right now or just to be honest say i'm just not feeling like i can cope with it or i'm feeling too tired for it but as i said i think there's this feeling of letting people down or people thinking you're rude if you say you're not going to go but as you said sometimes you do have to think about what's best for you and your mental health and your sleep absolutely there's another contribution from our facebook group and just an aside here, we're we're quite taken aback with the number of contributions we've had on this on this topic. And Kathleen via our Facebook group offers a different perspective, which I think we can both resonate with. And she talks about when you've done the social situation, you need time to recharge and recover from the day the day afterwards which may lead to increased sleep. Is that something that you can relate to? No, not particularly. Although I think we have said in the past about that complete feeling of exhaustion. So after you've been to a social event, just feeling completely 
drained of energy. I don't necessarily notice that I sleep more, but it makes sense to me because Mm -hmm. after I've been to a social event where I've almost had to put on this face Mm -hmm. and this persona and, and it's been so much effort, oh, I'm absolutely exhausted. But that in theory would think, right, you need more rest. Yeah. I think with that, I think that's an appropriate point to throw open to our listeners, particularly on Spotify. Yeah. I think we'll put a comment on there, a question on there about whether you need more sleep after a social event Mm. where you have been fitting in, you've been trying to adhere to neurotypical norms, you've been masking. It'd be interesting to know if you feel that your sleep is increased, you need more of it the day after. You could, of course, you know, one of the things we've said, we may have mentioned before, is if you needed some uh, flavoured water to get through (laughs) the event, you may need time after, after that as well. But I find personally that if I've had a social event where, you know, it's built up and you've gone through it and it's gone really well or it hasn't gone really well, you're tired, you're exhausted the day after, you're burnt out. Yeah. And it's almost you need that day afterwards to specifically do nothing. Yeah, to rest. Absolutely. And I think there's no harm um, in saying that. No. Now, we've talked about quite a few listener contributions, and it's really good to hear all of those. And in the next episode... Yes. We will talk more about possible things that we can do to maybe make your sleep better or improve your sleep or to make things slightly more bearable. Manageable. Bearable and manageable in a way. So we invite you to email us at socialanxietylife2023 at gmail.com if you have particularly enjoyed and resonated with what we've talked about with regards to social anxiety and sleep and whether you think social anxiety does um, affect your sleep and we will look forward to having you on board next time for episode 15. How exciting. Thank you for listening. Bye.